Donald Trump's legal team has suffered a massive blow as not one, not two, but three rats have decided to desert the sinking ship that is Donald Trump's legal team. One of the lawyers, Joseph Takapina, happened to be one of the lead lawyers on Donald Trump's upcoming fraud and hush money trial that is slated to begin in March in New York. Now, the reason this is important that Takapina has decided to leave Trump's legal team is because a year and a half, two years ago, whatever it was when Takapina originally joined Donald Trump's legal team, he was the adult in the room, right? I even talked about it at the time when Takapina came along that he's a guy that actually has a pretty solid resume. He is used to representing very high profile, high dollar clients, including Fox news host, Sean Hannity. So when Takapina came along, he represented a bit of a shift in Donald Trump's legal strategy because he seemed like he knew what he was actually doing. Unlike the lawyers Donald Trump had at the time, such as Alina Haba and Christina Bob. But now Takapina says so long. I'm not doing this anymore. And along with Takapina, two other lawyers that actually work at Takapina's firm, uh, Chad Siegel and Matthew DiOrio also announced that they were leaving the team. So again, that is three big time Trump lawyers that have said, thanks, but no thanks We're done. They filed their motions in the court, letting the court know that they are not going to be representing Trump moving forward. And so he's got problems. Now, these lawyers did not say why they are abandoning Donald Trump or why they're abandoning Trump right now. Because again, this trial in New York where these lawyers were going to be, you know, the guys, it's two months away. To lose your lawyer, lawyers, I should say, two months before your trial is slated to begin, and it could be delayed, we'll have to wait and see, um, that's pretty massive. It's also massive for the lawyers to make that decision two months out from trial. That, that's typically not a thing that you see happen unless, of course, Trump had previously brought in other lawyers to kind of transition and those lawyers went out. That, as far as we know, is not what happened. So you've got lawyers that have been working on this case for about a year that are suddenly not there anymore. Do you have any idea how badly that destroys Donald Trump's legal defenses? It uh, pretty much craters them. He's probably going to have to ask the court. And to be honest, they probably will grant it uh, for a delay due to a lack of counsel or having to change counsel because it's nearly impossible to bring on a new person that has no knowledge, like inside knowledge of the case two months out from trial, like you just, you can't prep for that. There's no way to do that and be successful really. So Trump is probably going to be given a delay due to this fact, but even still, it's not going to be a significant delay. And whoever he brings in, whether it's a new lawyer, whether it's a lawyer from one of his different legal teams, they're going to have to play catch up and they're going to have to do it very quickly. I wish we knew why Takapina and his other two lawyers were leaving Trump's team. Um, I do imagine that as time goes on, they're probably going to open up about it a little bit, but whatever it is, it's definitely not a good sign for Donald Trump and it's definitely not going to play well 
when it comes time for that New York trial. MyPillow founder and CEO Mike Lindell is furious at Fox News because that mean, nasty old network is punishing him by not running his ads. Even though Lindell himself has admitted that he owes Fox News $7.8 million for ad runs that they've done in the past and he apparently has not paid them, he still thinks there is something far more notorious happening at the network other than the fact that he hasn't paid his bills. I mean, Fox News even came out, they issued a statement uh, to Raw Story and they said, as soon as their account is paid, we would be happy to accept their advertising. So Mike Lindell admits he owes them almost $8 million. Fox News says, hey, just pay your bills and we'll run your ads. But Mike Lindell thinks there's something far more nefarious taking place. Here is what he said recently. It has nothing to do with paying bills. And I actually have been reaching out to Suzanne Scott, the CEO of Fox. I'll be reaching out to her today to find out what this is all about. Well, you already admitted right there. Like it's about your debts, but you just don't believe it's about your debts. But Fox has been pretty clear. Like you literally owe us millions of dollars. So if you're not going to pay us, we're just going to run ads for people who will pay us because there's actually plenty of them. Uh, So if you want to be on the network, pay your damn bills. But Lindell continued, I'm getting reports from my media buyers that they offered money on Wednesday to actually test one of our new ads. And that's when we found out we were shut down. So, so it has nothing to do with money. We're well within our credit limits here. I believe it's because we brought Lou Dobbs over to Lindell TV and that happened on a Monday. This happened on a Wednesday. We have the great lineup over at Lindell TV and his first interview was Donald Trump. So in Mike Lindell's mind. The reason they're not running his ads is not because he owes them almost $8 million. Oh God, no. Even though he admits he owes them almost $8 million. That's not why. Fox is mad in Lindell's mind that he hired somebody to come be on his little Lindell TV thing that was fired by Fox. Why, why would Fox care is the question I have. Like they fired him. They said, we don't want you, Lou Dobbs, go away. So he went away. So Fox news got what they wanted. It it has nothing to do with you. And the fact that you've now hired him, cool, wonderful for you, I guess, if you want low quality content, but Fox doesn't care what Fox news cares about. What Fox news has always cared about at the end of the day is money. If you have money, we'll run your ad. If you do not have money, we will not run your ad. Look, I would love to go on Fox News and advertise fair and balanced all day, every day, but I don't have money to do that. And Fox News isn't gonna, out of the goodness of their heart, say, oh, it's okay, go ahead, we'll run the ad, and if you get the money, pay us, and if not, we don't care. That's not how any business in the country works, Mike. You should know this. You run a business. It's like, if I order a bunch of pillows from you and then tell you, Hey, I I, I'm not going to pay you. Are you still going to send me the pillows? No, you're not. And that doesn't give me the clearance to go and do a segment saying Mike Lindell's not sending me my pillows because I've done segments on him. No, it's because I didn't pay. Do you see how that works? Mike, I can't believe I'm actually having to explain to you how capitalism works. If you want something, 
You have to provide money or something in exchange for the thing that you want. You don't have anything to exchange for the thing that you want. Therefore you do not get the thing that you want. And by the way, you still have to pay them for the things you already got that you wanted, but you didn't give them anything in return. It's basic, you know, transactional policies here. If you want them to run your ads, as Fox news said, all you got to do is pay your bills. But we know that you're in a bit of a financial crunch. You've admitted as much. So Fox news is probably going to have to send that debt over to collections because I don't think Mike Lindell's ever actually going to pay it. If you've ever wondered how Donald Trump's supporters can continue to justify their support for him in the face of 91 felony charges, dozens of women who have alleged improper sexual conduct from Donald Trump, all of the horrible things he has said and done, like how can anyone in their right mind support this guy? Well, the answer the New York Times found out recently is actually quite simple. How can anyone in their right mind support Donald Trump? The answer is they can't. You got to find people that are basically out of their mind. And once you realize that's who these people are, their support for Donald Trump suddenly makes a lot of sense. See, the New York Times recently set out to find out why these people still support Donald Trump and they got their answers. It's pretty much what you would expect, but it's still kind of shocking to hear. One Trump supporter from California had this to say about why she still supports him. She said, I know Trump's got a lot of baggage, but so much of it is make believe. It's all fake. Not all of it, but so much of it, you know, I wish, I wish we could have gotten some elaboration on that, but I'm willing to bet. She thinks that the criminal charges against him are what's make believe. Okay. Even if the criminal charges were make-believe, you still admit that he has other baggage that is not make-believe. So even with the other baggage, you're still like, yeah, but I'm going to vote for him anyway. Like that's kind of delusional, but more importantly, it's delusional to think that all of these felony charges he's been hit with are, are make-believe. Like that's, that's not a rational thought. That's not the kind of way a normal person's brain operates. This to me is a symptom of something wrong. Now we as a country have failed miserably on the mental health front. And I think that plays a role here. We have people that are going about their daily lives that are telling us reality isn't real. Like all of these things happening to Donald Trump is totally fake. And I don't know if it's due to some kind of underlying problem or if they've just been brainwashed to the point where they believe it, which could also be viewed as a bit of a, you know, mental problem. Either way, people like this, they need help. Like they need help. And we are not equipped as a country to get these people the help that they need. And that is what is so disturbing to me because so many of these Trump supporters are just living in this alternative reality but not all of them. Another Trump supporter, uh, she had this to say about why she supports Trump. She suggested that it's more or less out of spite for people she dislikes. She said, quote, 
It's a little bit like a teenager who's rebelling. A part of me is like, maybe I should go for Trump because everyone's telling me not to. Okay. So you're doing it out of spite, right? That's, that's normal. Sure. I get that. Like, I don't think there's something wrong with that person necessarily. I do think you're a bit of an ass, you know, not everybody has to have some kind of problem that needs to be addressed. Some people are just jackasses, right? And we do have to understand that like as a culture, as a society, as a species, some people are just a-holes and they like going against the grain for the sake of going against the grain. And you have a lot of that with these Trump supporters, Those are the ones that you see online, like picking fights, like, oh, you're so mad that Trump's so successful, huh? Oh, I love drinking out of my mug that says liberal tears. Um, okay. But there's more at stake than just, you know, a teenager rebelling and sneaking out to go hang out with their friends for a couple hours. That's not what this is. Okay. This is people's lives. You understand that, you know, the outcome of elections impacts our lives. It impacts us financially. It impacts us situationally. It impacts families. It determines whether or not some people live or die. So you don't get to just be like, oh, I'm just going to do it to be edgy and cool. Yeah, you can do that when you're not the one paying the ultimate price. Except let's be real. Most of these Trump supporters do pay the price for it because they're not living in golden mansions like he is. So they're the ones that end up ultimately getting crushed by his economic policies. So when that happens to you, I hope it's worth it. I hope your cool, fun rebellion thing plays out for you because you're definitely not going to be able to laugh all the way to the bank because you're going to have nothing left. So a week or so ago, I believe it was a week ago, Donald Trump did his little town hall on Fox News. And I talked about this at the time. He was asked straight up by Brett Baer, are you going to make your next administration about vengeance? Donald Trump said, no, absolutely not. I'm not even going to have time for it. Now, a couple hours before he gave that answer, he sent out a fundraising email where the first words were, I am your retribution. You know, so they said, are you going to you going to make it all about retribution? He says, no, I'm not even going to have time. I'm super busy. Well, this past weekend, the day before the voting began in Iowa, Donald Trump told a crowd, quote, these caucuses are your personal chance to score the ultimate victory over all the liars, cheaters, thugs, perverts, frauds, crooks, freaks, creeps, and other quite nice people. The Washington swamp has done everything in its power to take away your voice, but tomorrow is your time to turn on them and to say and speak your mind and to vote. So he's telling these people, get revenge. He's telling the voters, take revenge on these creeps and freaks and perverts. Coming from a guy who, again, last week was implicated in having intercourse with an underage girl from Epstein's uh, 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 victims. But yeah, we're the perverts, right, man? But what he's doing is he is expanding upon his idea of an administration of vengeance and retribution and telling voters that you too get to take your vengeance out upon people, stick it to them by voting for me. So you get your revenge. I get to the white house. I get my revenge, nothing but revenge across the board for everybody who only cares about that. 
In fact, one Trump supporter who was at that rally uh, has said to reporters, I'm here in part out of spite. I can't abandon him after what they did to him in that last election and the political persecution he faces. I feel like I owe him this. He's our only option. Okay. But you started by saying I'm here in part out of spite. Donald Trump, as I've repeatedly said, so is everybody else. Uh, they're going to make, he's going to make the second term about nothing but retribution. It's going to be taking out his anger on anyone that he feels has wronged him. Left, right, center, doesn't matter. Media, First Amendment protections, those are out the window. Everybody who's gone against him is going to be screwed. That's the only thing he wants to do. But now his supporters are getting in on that. And this is where it becomes very dangerous, right? This is where we get people saying, I want my retribution too. Trump's telling them you need your retribution. So he's programming them to think that they need revenge. So what happens with that programming when Trump loses the election? You're going to have millions of people out there that feel like they are owed their chance to get revenge. And if Trump doesn't win, which was their opportunity to get revenge, they're left still wanting it wanting that thing, wanting that revenge, the vengeance, the, the retribution, whatever you want to call it, they still want it. And it was just denied from them. That is where we start to see what those, you know, extremism experts have been warning us about. That's when we see the attacks. That's when we see the riots. That's when we see the death threats that escalate beyond threats. And he's programming them to want that if he doesn't win. That's what's so dangerous about this man. These people are being reprogrammed to want a thing they never thought they needed or wanted. And it's going to end badly when they don't get it after that election. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. <laughs>